My name is Michael Scott. Welcome to my world and prepare to be awakened. I'm Jamie, Jeff, Sean, and Brittany, and welcome to episode 17. Today we are talking about the prophecy, and as you all know, we are just over a month away from the Necromancer, so yay. Necro, baby. And I'm sure you all noticed we have a special guest on the show. Who? I don't know. I'm here. Did I miss miss the memo on that? Who, Who? Who's on? It's your biggest Brittany. fan. Brittany, my well, biggest yeah, fan. Yeah, I'm your biggest fan, Jeff. Wow. She's yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I had to change all my email addresses and move because of you, stalker. Whoops. <laughs> I'm joking. She still managed to find you. I'm just not good stalker. <laughs> Brittany, it's awesome to have you on. Uh, standing in for Chris, of course, who is... In Hawaii? Uh, in Hawaii again. Um, I don't know where she is. I don't really know where she is, but we're going to say she's in Hawaii because yeah, that was hilarious. We were through the whole show going, Chris in Hawaii. Chris in Hawaii. Chris in Hawaii. And it just wouldn't have the same ring if I said, you know, Chris in Miami. No, that's not bad. Chris is in Massachusetts. Yeah, that would be horrible. <laughs> yeah, that does suck to be in Massachusetts. Jersey. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm in Jersey. I am broadcasting I live from the Hyatt think... Regency in New Jersey. Yep. We're mobile. You're exotic. I actually just saw Snooky. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got some news this month. News. We did. Um, if most of you may remember, back uh, right around uh, Christmas time, we were given a little short story called The Death of Joan of Arc. I mean, it was only around for a limited time, a few weeks, I believe. And, well, for the week leading up to the Necromancer release, so from yeah. May 18th to the 25th, Michael has graciously allowed to um, put it back up again. Um, yeah, so- a lot of people, I mean, even though I think we gave the uh, the forum actually like a month's notice before we even put it up, and uh, there were still some people that missed it, and... You know, and then there's the people who joined afterwards, and the people that came afterwards. You know, it's not really. You know, we 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 let everyone know it was going to be for a limited time. We actually said how the dates it was going to be up to and stuff, but some people still missed it. So Michael graciously agreed to uh, to let us put it up again, and what a great way to lead into the Necromancer and to uh, yep. read the Death of Joan of Arc, which was pretty awesome. Yes. It was very awesome. And also leading up. Um, anyone who was around a year ago, we will be redoing the one quote from the Necromancer every day in the month of May up until the release. So 24 quotes, I suppose, chosen by yep. Michael himself from – and I'm sure they will be – they will reveal just enough to not tell us anything. <laughs> just enough to keep us guessing. So yeah, that's awesome though. I mean you know, getting getting quotes from the book and stuff you know, leading up to it. It's great. It's a good thing it's a, they're long books, otherwise 25 quotes, you'd get the whole novel. 
Yeah. That'd be kind <laughs> yeah. of awesome. I'll take that instead. <laughs> you know what? I think, days I think on the twenty fifth day he's gonna release the whole all the quotes from the book. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I love when that happens. Emails. Yay. Chicka chicka emails. We should have like some email theme song or something. We should. It's a good idea. Start, go ahead. Go ahead, Brittany. Yeah. Um, bust it out. Scat, scat, uh, scat girl. Spit it, spit it out. What was that about? <laughs> I'll think of something later. Emails. <laughs> and there we have it. <laughs> there it is. Ching, money. First email was from uh, Joshua. It says, hello, Jamie, Jeff, Sean, and Chris. This is Josh, or the conduit on the forums. Just wanted to say hi, and I finally got caught up on the podcast. It didn't take me as long as I thought it would. Uh, you all have a way of keeping entertaining. Keep up the good work. I also have one question. It is confirmed that the Mother of the Gods is a new character. Do any of you know how she will come to play in the next books? Thanks for taking time to look at this. See you in the forums. Sincerely, Joshua. We have a lot of Joshes. We, we do, that. actually. Yeah, we do. There's a Josh in the book, even. How do you how do you pronounce that Mother of the Gods? Jamie. <laughs> Thanks. That's as close, as close as we're going to get. Because, Jamie, anything you say is right. Like, the way you say it, anything you say is right. That's true. Exactly. That is right. I yeah. think she's actually the goddess of fingernails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cuticle. Mm-hmm. It's her name, right? Cuticle? Cuticle? Yeah, cuticle. Mm-hmm. Does toenails included in that? No. No. <laughs> obviously, no, no one really knows how she's going to come into play, obviously, until we get the book, but... You know, D obviously has plans for her to she's use be against, against his own means, and obviously she's dead and needs to be necromanced. To what extent that is, uh, who knows? So, um, yeah, your guess is as good as ours, buddy. <laughs> I mean, based on the name, she's probably Central American. Oh, absolutely, especially because we, you know, Jamie. Um, posted pretty soon afterwards on the forum uh, her ties to Mars and uh, or one of Mars's which is Hepa Lapa Lupa Papas whatever it is <laughs> Mars's uh, Central American kind of yes exactly his alter that, ego that guy puts a god or whatever yeah so um, yeah we'll definitely probably be seeing her in that region of the globe. <laughs> or something. <laughs> so our next email... <laughs> Alright, so um, we got another email from Rue in Paris, France. and uh, okay. Rue says that we interrupt your regularly scheduled programming for an important news story from AKA News. Good evening, and welcome to AKA News, the home of breaking news and on-location reporting. I'm Chi-Chi Goldstein-Berkowitz, and this is our top story. Earlier this morning, we were inundated with calls and emails from across the pond in France, Paris. One caller, who wished to remain anonymous, said that a mysterious thick fog descended upon them from 
out of nowhere. Reports from other eyewitnesses say that large teams of infamous men in black quarantined the area around the popular landmark of Saker Kor. Could this possibly be an alien landing cover-up? Or just some crazy French-fried hippies with a smoke machine? We've sent our crack investigative reporter, Goy Friday, to France, Paris, to find out. Actually, Cheeky, it's Paris, France. Guy Friday here, reporting to you live from the city of Paris in the country of France. The early morning activity here has many Parisians up in arms and scared to leave the safety of their homes, or flats, or whatever. But besides all the stories of mass alien landings and government cover-ups, there may be a much simpler explanation for the events that unfolded here this morning. With me now, standing just down from the large staircase that leads up to Sacre Cor, is a young girl who claims that she knows what caused this mass hysteria. Please, Samantha, tell us what you know. Like, oh my gosh, I'm like totally excited to be on AKA News. I just love Chi-Chi. She's like my idol. I know, right? So anyway, I'm in Paris following that techno rock group, Jermaine. The lead singer is so hot. So at last night's show, there was this totally awesome pyrotechny thingies. Pyrotechnics. Like, totally, yeah, that thing. Those things. Anyway, Jermaine was like ripping out the sweet riff, and at the end, the whole stage just exploded. I, like, have no idea how they kept him from burning to a crisp. I was totally scared for him. I started crying and everything was horrible. Samantha, Samantha, the fog. Oh, all right. So after the big explosion, this huge cloud of smoke rolled out of the arena. So, like, it probably floated over to here, and that's when the place went nuts. Well, I always love getting to talk to my fans, and that concert sounded awesome. Goy, see if you can get a statement from the gendarmes standing around. Sure thing, Chachi. Comes one ragged-looking gendarme now. Moncha, um, um, pourrez-vous me, um, donner une déclaration? I, I, I speak in the English. Oh, wonderful. Uh, would you mind telling me what happened here? I do not know. I was not here. But you look pretty beat up and rather perturbed. Oui, oui. I, I was just beaten senseless in a cafe not far from here. Did it have anything to do with the fog and the massive armed movement here at Sacre Coeur? Oui, oui. I believe it did. There was this girl and she... I mean to say a man. A, a large man. Twelve. Twelve large men, to be exact. They beat me and my fellow soldiers like there was no tomorrow. And for them, I hope there will not be. <laughs> Twelve large men, you said. Then, can you explain that rather small and feminine-looking boot print on your chest? Cool? I, I, I have no time for this. I, I must report to the head of the DSG immediately. Well... That was interesting. A little girl beats up several members of the gendarme, and odd day in the heart of Paris for sure. Rock band pyrotechnics, alien landings, or a group of Girl Scouts. You be the judge. Back to you, Chachi. Awesome stuff as always, Goy. When I'm s- What? I'm sorry we didn't- I'm sorry, we are getting some breaking news from near your location, Goy. Apparently the Eiffel Tower is on fire? Well, we'll get over there as soon as we can and have the story for you at 11. For now, I'm Chi-Chi Goldstein Berkowitz. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. Wow, Rue, that was a awesome email. I think you're 100% right there. Very good uh, insight. 
That's no, one of the best I, emails we've got. Totally I, I, blew me away. I mean, no. I don't even think we have to do this podcast. No, no I mean, I think he's pretty dead on in pretty much everything he said. Yep, definitely. Almost like he has some infi- inside information, maybe. Weird. Is Rue French for Michael? Could be, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or is that Michelle? Michelle. <laughs> Abel. I don't know the rest of the lyrics because they're in French. You don't speak French, Sean? No. Come on now. But I do an awesome French accent. I speak a little bit of French. So, poll results. What was the question? (laughs) You can't. It says right there. (laughs) (laughs) So our poll was based on the prophecy, obviously, and it was uh, the immortal must train the mortal. First two. Flamel, Jermaine, Gilgamesh, D. Yeah, Flamel is like everybody in the world thinks it's Flamel, except for a handful of people thought it might have been Gilgamesh or D. Yeah, I'm going I'm going with Flamel. I mean, you know, it, I think that there's a lot of lines in prophecy Michael's going to throw some curveballs on, but I don't know. The only thing that interests me is that line, which yeah. we can get into a bit, I mean, when we break down the prophecy later, but it's right. singular. Is it? Uh, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. It, it, it does look. It doesn't. It doesn't say immortals, but it doesn't say mortals either. It's just mortal. So, you know, we know mortal is not singular. As there's there's two, Josh and Sophie. So that could group immortals in one thing and say the immortal, like a group. as a collective. Yeah. Yeah, as a collective, and. Uh, I mean, because if you look, look at it, I mean, we've got we've got Germain that's taught Sophie. We've got Gilgamesh that's taught them both. You know, obviously, the witch is an immortal, but she's an elder, so she's immortal. Obviously, I don't think we can group the, her into there, but you know, she's the only one that's you know really not an immortal that has taught the twins anything. So, but oh. it's possible that it's it's grouping them together. And Dee was chosen by Mars to train Josh, so. Maybe we'll see some of that. Yeah, and you and you never know. I mean, D may, you know, if, if D gets his way, you know, he's planning on training the twins in necromancy. You have Joan too. That's taught Josh something, or attempted to teach him how to use a sword. Yeah, she well, she well, Scatty too, but. Well, yeah, Scatty too. Uh, you got her. And Joan taught Sophie how to control the witch's memories. So, I mean, every immortal we've we've come across, you know. Uh, apart from like Shakespeare and uh, Palamedes has uh, taught something to the twins. So, question of month. What was the question? I can't remember. I'm that bad. It's you are terrible. Hello, Brittany. I'm keeping Do it you going. think the prophecy will come to pass? Why or why not? Um. Oh, you. Were, oh, you weren't asking me. Okay, sorry. <laughs> not a listener. Yeah. <laughs> listener, actually, I think I'm the only one on here that's actually not a listener. This is true. Yeah, Sean doesn't <laughs> listen to his own podcast. Of course, I don't blame him. His voice is pretty terrible. So, <laughs> yeah. who's our first response from? It's actually an answering machine call from Fuzzbin. Fuzzy, Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bin. Answering machine call version. It's nice. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bin. I don't think that's how it goes. Close enough. Not. All right. Liar. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> uh, 
Hey, Portocasters, this is Fosbin calling in, um, this time in a fake British accent. I uh, don't mean to offend any British people, so apologizing for that already. Um, there's actually a response to the question of the month, because, well, my answer was a bit too long to fit in the box, so here you go, and you guys wanted to call in. Again, not meaning to offend anyone with the accent, just fun. Um, so with a prophecy pass, I'm betting on it. That is, in The Alchemist, we're told some interesting stuff from Hecate, such as that, uh, he, Abraham, was never wrong either. And that Abraham had the gift of sight. He could actually see the curling strands of time. And he prophesied that there would one day come a day when the codex and all the knowledge it contained would be needed. So I'm betting Abraham knew it would, be, it would be coming true. And then again, the Witch of Endor seems to be a similar sight, and her visions are not always correct either. Possible futures and all that. But the Witch didn't have Abraham's supposed perfect record. Anyway, you guys asked for calling, so here you go. And uh, yeah, it didn't mean to offend anyone with the accent. All right, back to normal. Oh, uh, yeah. Rock on. Fuzz out. <laughs> that was an awesome, awesome voicemail. That was. Fuzz out. That was great. Good good accent, by the way. I, I'm rather impressed by that. It wasn't wasn't too bad at all. Um, one problem with that, though, is, uh, it is just a little bit farther on, like... Are you going to talk next, about Hecate? The next, the next paragraph, Hecate says, after she said he was always right, the next paragraph, she says... He was often wrong, so she so completely. He was always her. right. So he was he always was, right, except when he was wrong. He was always right, except for when he was wrong. Exactly, and that's Maybe exactly he's only what wrong she about says. the present because he's a man. He's yeah, man it's like, wrong. yeah, it's like Nostradamus. I mean, he's always right, unless 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 it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because everyone's so, always like, oh, that's what he know. meant after right, things happen. Here we go. There's like 75 how those for one, one of his predictions. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, she does say that. She does say, um, you know, he was always right. And then she completely 100% contradicts herself and says that uh, he was often wrong, literally a paragraph later. I think we talked about that last. Uh, I think we did. Last episode, did we not? I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. All right. Nice, uh, nice calling. Uh, appreciate it. Keep them coming. Use a. Uh, let's see here. Let's make up a. Let's make up an accent that Fuzzman has to use. Challenge. French. Yeah, let's challenge French. <laughs> yeah, let's go French. We'll go with French. Absolutely. All right. Who's up next? You calling with a French accent that's better than mine. Ooh, we'll play it. Because <laughs> it's going to be real tough to do. This is my world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our next response is from Caitlin, and she is located in Bastet's Shadow Realm, otherwise known as Illinois. And she says, first of all, I would like to thank you guys for doing the show. It is really good. I listen to it all of the time. I do think that the prophecy will come to pass, but I think it will be in a way that nobody expects it to. P.S. Could you contact Pally for me? I can't find a way out of the Shadow Realm. Also, Bastet is planning to kidnap Sean. She is really mad that she didn't get an oracle. Uh-oh. Hey, that's, that's not my fault. <laughs> no, Jeff no. hasn't out yet. It's not my problem. Yeah. But you know what? Bastet's probably, Bastet's probably a hottie. She didn't, she's not going to get one anyway. She didn't even win, so she's not getting one. Yep. Sorry. Maybe next year. Maybe next year, Bastet. Keep it, uh, you know, the whole feline thing going on maybe maybe you'll get another one if you can stay alive through the necromancer that is maybe oh, she'll get best, best death scene if she doesn't <gasps> there you go best death scene <laughs> if we'll not she's gonna work. come in and kill Sean 
That's fine. No, kidnap. She doesn't want to kill you. She wants to kidnap. Yeah. She wants to use Yeah, I think she's going to eat you, man. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> nice. Whatever. That's fine. Yeah. I, I deserve it. How do you know you're Sean's like not already in her service? You're like catnip her, right. man. That's right. How do you know I'm not really succumbed to uh, whatever his name was? It's <laughs> uh, probably who? a good indication I'm not him. <laughs> yeah. Matt, whatever. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's it's probably a good indication that I'm not him since I can't pronounce his name. Who are we talking about? I mean, who are you talking about? The guy that, she, that was her servant that she turned to dust or whatever. Oh, Sinuhet. Yeah, that guy. How do you know that's not me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. How do you know it's not oh, well, me? Unless you got turned back from dust into a person. Well, um, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's a reverse, it's a reverse immortality thing. <laughs> reverse immortality? Uh, yeah, okay. That's a hard one to argue. <laughs> oh, boy. Next response is from uh, Warrior Skatok 17 or Emily, from Denmark. Her response is, I think, it is al- I think it already has, in a way, with the swords, but I think something from the prophecy will happen to Soph and Josh. I guess she means Sophie. She didn't finish spelling it out there. Sophie and Josh as well. Maybe they won't become one literally, but perhaps they will be able to read each other's minds and talk that way. Telepathy. You know, uh, yeah, isn't that isn't Sof that is a don't... perfectly reasonable shortening of the word Sophie? So if it is, it is. I'm, I, it, you're right. I just um, just reading it out, <laughs> expecting to see Sophie, and it didn't finish out in the thing there. So, but you know, uh, they they actually scientists actually theorize that what do they call them? Mirror twins. They think mirror twins uh, can sub subconsciously communicate to each other telepathically, and that's why they can uh, mirror each other's movements without without um, consciously doing it. I, I don't think that Sophie and Josh are mirror twins, or if they have, Jeff, they Jeff. are. Yeah. The, the the guy in the bathroom mirror in the morning is not your twin. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just, oh really? Because <laughs> he like follows me around like every like glass or mirror or car. It's just me in a costume. To... Oh, is oh oh, oh my god! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't get the court order. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, I mean that's what they think. You know, they precognitively act when the other one is acting. So anyway, but yeah, I mean that's. Uh, Kind of off track of what she was talking about, but uh, you know, in in the whole thing with twins, it kind of uh, it kind of meshes with that. I mean, personally, I don't agree with the swords, but we'll get into that with our with our own discussion here. Yeah, yeah, big discussion, big discussion about that. Finally, I mean, what are we going on now? This is uh, uh, eighteen, episode eighteen, seventeen, right, seventeen. So, I mean. You know, we're coming up on a year and a half, and we haven't fully covered the prophecy. I mean, we've talked about it in other uh, um, shows and stuff briefly as as far as how they it related to the character we were discussing at the time. But full-on discussion about prophecy, this is uh, this is the first one. So only took a year and a half to get here. <laughs> only. Only. So do we want to start at the beginning of the prophecy and work our way through it? No, let's start, at time. The end. let's start at the end and go work backwards. Because Let's just rearrange the words and be like, <laughs> we can talk about this man being allied with the shadow while training. <laughs> queen, are... There is a crow and the shadow is taken. <laughs> yeah. 
that would be an interesting prophecy, but not the one we have here, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I say that my prophecy will hold true at some point in the book. Alright. At some point in a book somewhere that will be written eventually. <laughs> By 100 monkeys on a 100 typing machine. <laughs> Producing Shakespeare. <laughs> so what's the first line? Right, so uh, we can do this one line at a time. What the heck? I'm talking here, man. <laughs> What's with you, man? You enjoy this? I'd Did pay money to see the two of you throw down. <laughs> you can push your Sean would right? just grab a rapier and stab Jeff. That is true. Anyway. Okay. I'll let you go ahead, Sean. Since you're going to mm-hmm. anyway. No, 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 please. No, no please. You, Brittany, go ahead. Uh, really? <laughs> Introduce the discussion. Alright, so the first line of, of the prophecy is There will come a time when the book is taken. What book? What book? The <laughs> book. And what book? B is capitalized, so it must be a pretty important book, this book it's we have just, here. It's just the book. I mean, has anyone in the series referred to the codex as the book? I'm just saying, and we know for a fact there are many, many books, uh, metal-bound books, that the witch has uh, destroyed. So, who knows? The Book of the Dead, isn't that mentioned at some point, too? It is. Or is that the Codex? No, no, no. No, the Book of the Dead is a different book. And we don't even see that. Uh, The page of it that Machiavelli has is actually like a... Uh, a photocopy, photocopy fax, yeah, of the page that he needs. So, um, yeah, I mean, we we can um, say that the book is the Codex, but, I mean, if Abraham was prophesizing that the book he is currently writing <laughs> is going to be taken, um, he may not have a name for his book. You know, it may not be called the Codex or the Book of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. That, that's part of the the book. The book of Abraham the Mage. If you just drop off Abraham the Mage, you've got the book. So, you know, he may not, you know, as he's writing this, you know, how's he know he's going to call it? Of course. So why wouldn't he write this? You could say, like, my book or something. <laughs> there, will come to, there will come a time when what you are reading is no longer your possession. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, like, hasn't the, okay, so just for the sake of progression of the story, <laughs> we'll say the book is the codex. It's been okay. taken a whole bunch of times. No, no. So the Dark Elders it. have never had it. I they mean, still don't they have say it. Say that it was taken by the Dark Elders. But the thing, the thing All about it says is, is there will come a time when the book is taken. But well, Flamel took it from the previous owner. No, he he didn't he didn't take it. He was chosen as the next character. But then he stole it and, back from. Uh... Well, no, but he, he didn't really technically... I mean, he gave it to them to hold so he could come back and get it with the intention of coming back and getting it. I, I mean, yeah, obviously he took it, but you know, he is the rightful carrier of the book, so if he takes it from someone, I, I mean, it's like me coming over and you know stealing Sean's um, pencil and him coming and getting it. I mean, he didn't take my pencil, he just retrieved his pencil. Bad, bad, bad oh. uh, analogy. Should <laughs> <laughs> have been his podcasting hat or something. It is the pencil. You have to capitalize it. Yeah, the pe- no, the pencil, the pencil. 
of pencils. But I think if you take the line by itself, you're kind of taking it out of context because there will come a time when the book is taken and the queen's man is allied with the crow. So the book may have been taken before, but this may be the first time it was taken and then the queen's man allied with the crow. I can't imagine that because D... It's not the first time that D has you know, been in league with or has met or, you know, knows the Morgan, so I, Which I don't know that. He's the Queen's Yeah, we don't know that. Obviously, we don't know that. But, you know, I mean, we're putting those, assumes. Yeah, if we're putting those two lines together, you know, to say this has to happen at the same time that this is happening, because those two lines do kind of go together as far as, like, talking about what happens at the same time. And the rest is like right, so, what happens. The rest is like what happens afterwards. So let's break the second line down. So we got the Queen's Man is allied with the Crow. So the Queen's right. Man has some question about it. So the Crow has to be the Morrigan. Well, it doesn't have um, to be, but it's more than yeah. likely. More, more I mean, than likely. For what, else what could that be? Well, it, it, nobody that we've met so far, but you know maybe. Maybe there is another crow goddess. No, I don't know. Well, I mean, two we could look but at I mean, it so, as uh, the different incarnations of Mor of the Morgan with um, with uh, Mock and and Bab. So, and Bab, but they're not crow goddesses. They're just in the same body. Well, and I kind of read this line as this is something that already happened, but it's currently occurring at the time that the book is taken. So it was like an ongoing alliance, so now, to speak. I know on the forum, I know the discussion is the Queen's Man could mean Machiavelli with the Medici family. But I guess my yeah, whole point absolutely. is but – then, But why does it matter if it's the Machiavelli allied with the Crow? So we say the Crow's the Morgan. So the Queen's Man is allied with the Crow. So, okay, let's assume it's D. Okay, so D is aligned with the Morgan, and he takes the book. That just ha- that happened in you know, The Alchemist. So, okay, D is aligned with – Crow, he stole the book. Okay, first two lines are are good. Okay, so we know. So then, the, in in the magician, we learn. Oh, there's this guy Machiavelli, who could also arguably be the Queen's man. He's on D's side. D is on the side of the Morgan. So Machiavelli is aligned with the Morgan. So Machiavelli was aligned with the Morgan, and the book was stolen. What's changed? So yeah. So what's the difference if it's um, well? Yeah, basically, what you're saying. Yeah, basically, what you're saying is that. The Queen's Man, we obviously assume is D, but it could be Machiavelli, but it doesn't matter because they're both on the side of the Dark Elders, is what you're saying. Exactly, and if we take those that first sentence as one sentence, you know, there will come a time when the book is taken and the Queen's Man is aligned with the crow. So we say those two happen at the same time. So D takes the book, and if at the same time the Queen's Man is allied with the crow, so D's aligned with Machiavelli, and the Morgan, so therefore D would be aligned with the Morgan, uh, Machiavelli rather, is also aligned with the Morgan at the time. Right. Regardless of, oh, he may change sides and all that. Right. At the time the book was taken, both D and Machiavelli were allied with the D, crow, so. D wasn't, at the, well, it technically was through the long, the long um, network of dark elders he was. But, I mean, you know, at, at the time that all this is happening, you know, Machiavelli's in France getting ready, you know, getting his, his tuxedo on, getting ready to go to some high-dollar auction, mm-hmm. you know, when all this is happening in The Alchemist. And he doesn't even, you know, cross paths with the Morgan until he sees her at Alcatraz. 
true. Yes, but all it says it's is not allied. Even, it's not even the Morgan at the time. Well, yeah, allied, but uh, I, I, alliance-wise, I would think it would be a direct alliance, not mm-hmm. a through someone else alliance. You know, it's like, you know, someone is friends with you, Sean, so I'm friends with them because I'm friends with you, that kind of thing. I don't mm-hmm. think it's that. I think when they say allied, aligned with the crow, it's in a direct working alliance to uh, straightforward. Mm-hmm. I think something so I think they would like, have to happen. I think, it's most likely to, I think the, first, the first line is basically exactly how Flamel explained it in, the, in the, the Alchemist where he says, you know, the book is taken. Obviously, the book is the Codex. The Queen's Man's line with the Crow, D, and the Morgan. I mean, I think those lines are pretty self, self-explanatory. Yeah, I think unless something big happens in the Necromancer with Machiavelli and right. the Morgan, I don't think that it's going to be Machiavelli. That's the Queen's man. Right. I mean, based on right now, it's just, I mean, but even if it, again, even if it is talking, it could be talking about either D or Machiavelli is kind of what I'm saying. Whereas it, it if it is talking be. about, if it is talking about Machiavelli, it doesn't change anything. Right, because obviously. It kind of does. I don't know. It kind of does if if you change up who the crow is, because yeah, I know that the Morgan is the crow goddess, but when you know either of her sisters are taking over her body, they're also the crow as well. I mean, they've got the wings and use them. So and it doesn't I mean, specifically say the crow goddess in the prophecy. No, it just no, it just says the crow. So maybe so, Brandon Lee's gonna show up. Yeah, it's possible. I love that movie as a kid. I think I saw it like <laughs> six times at the theater. I'm not playing. I saw it like six times at the theater. It's awesome. Anyway, uh, <laughs> actually, I mean, that is true, you know, maybe oh, hold on a second. Like, hold on a second. The the crow soundtrack is mentioned in the book. Ironically, is it? Yeah, it's in. There the are no coincidences. <laughs> yeah, in the Alchemist, it is mentioned. Hmm. But that's just a crazy random happenstance. Indeed. The first two lines, the first, the first line, you know, the book and the Queen's Man and Crow, I think we're pretty. I know Sean, you said it doesn't matter if it's Machiavelli or D. The only thing that matters is if the Crow isn't the Morgan. Exactly. That's that's when it changes if who Machiavelli is aligned with, because we know that uh, Mock and uh, Bad are semi-aligned with Paranel right now. So, you know, that may change the whole aspect of the alliance if we're talking Machiavelli and one of them, not the Morgan. But both of those would have to change to change the meaning of what that, what that line means. Is there any way Nicholas could be the Queen's man? I don't think so. From what we know of him and what we've seen, I don't, I don't think that – because really D is the guy that, you know – did alchemy and all that stuff with with the queen, so mm-hmm. and was like the queen's magician and and all that. So anyway, what I was saying about Queens, New York, you know, someone from Queens could be the Queens man, but you know, that's just <laughs> that's really really digging deep on that. Then it would be Q U E E N S apostrophe. <laughs> okay, well, there's that. <laughs> if you want to get into semantics. <laughs> so let's just say I, I the, book, the, capitalizations the, book is, matter. the book is a codex. Queen's man is D. The crow is a Morgan. Let's let's just say that's that's what we think. All right. Okay. Move, on, move on to the next line. Then the elder will step out of the shadows. 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 Cap- with a capital shadows with S. a capital S. 
that was, my, that, that was my big jump point is that the S is capitalized. Yeah, because both times when they say when um, it's you know the shadow. Speaking of Skathok, it's always capitalized, and when uh, Aoife introduces herself as Aoife of the Shadows, it's also capitalized. I wonder if of the shadows is like, you know how in ancient times they say, I was so-and-so, or like, you know, from Lord of the Rings, I am Frodo of the Shire, you know, if that's the location. Or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not really a from, it's a stepping out of, so... Out of a yeah. shadow realm named but, the Shadows? Yeah, this, well, the other thing is Shadow Realm is always capitalized, too. Yeah. Yes, it is. So it might just be the Elder will step out of the shadows. Um, right. But what Elder? Yeah, I don't know. Or, I mean, we can also go back. We can talk about the uh, what we were saying, the mortal and uh, immortal grouping without being uh, pluralized. You know, just the Elder, the Elder, the group of Elder, the Elder will step out of the shadows. I mean, it's possible that that's... I'm just saying that it's possible that it's a, it's referring to a group without being pluralized, pluralized. I mean, I'm wondering if that... The sentence in general, because, I mean, we did the same thing with the first thing, where the third and fourth line is an and. Then the elder will step out of the shadows, and the immortal must train the mortal. Right. Now, so it seems like these are things that have to be going on at the same time. So we've Correct. got... And it has to fall in after the first line, the first yeah. two lines. So you have to then now, the elder. Yeah, it's the then part. Yeah, exactly. Now, what if the elder will step out of the shadows is just a direct reference to Aoife showing up? I don't know because the distinguishing of of elders and next generation and things like that, I'm not sure that it, it's that simple. It's possible. But when he I'm wrote thinking, this, there was no. When he wrote this, there was no. There was next no next generation, generation, but he saw them. I mean, he knows about the crow. The crow's the next generation. So, but he, he knows. Not, he knows no, of, the, the terminology "next generation" is made up when it happens. True. Isn't specified what kind of elder either. That might just be been because there was no separation between elders back then either. Well, there were, but they probably didn't, you know, call each other that. Yeah, distinguish there, them like that. Yeah, there, there wasn't like, you know, good elders, dark elders kind of thing on Danitalis, actually. So, yeah, that's I think possible. It, I, I think it's probably great great. Yeah, it's probably we 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 know that the whole thing with the final summoning is so that the banished dark elders can step through their shadow realms and onto Earth. That's what the final summoning is for. So I think that as another kind of self... I mean, we can read into it, but in my opinion, that is kind of another one of the self-explanatory ones because we know the process of what's going on. The elder, the dark elders talk about it in uh, The Sorceress, Saying that you know their dark elder brothers have ventured far from this world, and they've got to be called back so that when it's time for the final summoning, they can step through their cut off shadow realms or whatever onto uh, Earth and you know re- reclaim the planet. So I kind of I'm kind of in the same same boat with the uh, with the mortal and and the immortal and the elder is all three of those are kind of just grouping. Multiple uh, elders, multiple immortals, multiple morals. 
together and just saying the mortal, the immortal, the elder, or the instead of the, I guess I need to say. So that's kind of that's just my take on it. And, and you know, it could be something to do with with uh, Skadok and and Aoife and that's possible. But they're not the only two of the shadows. I mean, wouldn't the whole family be of the shadows? Probably. Perhaps. Yeah, wouldn't you think that the whole family, the brother, the the mother and father, would all be of the shadows? So. Well, look at it that way too. With you know, Scatty running away from her family, she stepped out of the shadows, the family shadow. Right, but it's definitely this is definitely a, a family shadow. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is definitely a, a after effect of the first line. Yeah. The word then, you know, means this happens post the first line that happens. So whatever elder is stepping out of whatever shadow is going to happen after the book is taken. And, uh, I, you know, the happening at the same time thing with uh, with this line comes into play as well as, you know, the elder will step out of the shadows and the immortal must train the mortal. Those are kind of all, like, happening at the same time. Yeah, which I think is an interesting point because I don't think we've quote-unquote seen an elder come out of the shadows or step out of the shadows yet. No, I mean... So... Have there, the only elders that we've seen not in a shadow realm are next generation, or well, I guess Bastet would be the only one that was not in a shadow realm, not not banished or whatever into a shadow realm because she's just in a basement in in Beverly Hills. Well, and you got the witch or Bel Air, I mean. Well, no, 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 no. But those are those are people that like the witch left, Scatty left. Mars was whatever he did. So, but Hecate, she left too, but she's in the Shadow Realm. Bastet is the only Dark Elder that we've heard of or seen that is not in a Shadow Realm. And because of that, she's kind of like their, as with the Morgan, she's kind of like their, their, their gopher. Like, you, you know, we see her in London at the uh, junkyard, you know, being sent there by the Dark Elders because they physically can't do it themselves because they're, they can't come into this earth. I mean, what if it's a little more literal? What if the elder stepping out of the shadows is Mars being freed? Or what if it's D's elders coming out to come get D? Well, on on the Mars on the Mars thing, I'm not I, the thing the shadows that he would be stepping out of, what are you, are you saying like stepping literal out shadows? Of his, out literal like he's you know underground he's in the shade yeah. or or like the stepping yeah. out shadows of what his past has done no i was being more literal but i guess you could go both ways and yeah i mean could... if you're going to if you're going to read that into it i mean we could we could we could all we could go both ways with it i mean maybe it hasn't yeah. happened yet sort of are thing. you saying the catacombs is maybe a shadow realm no, no i'm not uh, saying it's a shadow realm at all i'm saying the word shadows is has nothing to do with shadow just it literally like means shadow as in absent, literally, literally meaning absent out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> literally being, being freed from a shadow we play. Yeah. I don't know if we I'm just tossing stuff out there. Sure. I mean, it's, it's a possibility. I mean, but right. <laughs> we're gonna explore this. If we're going to explore the prophecy, let's explore the prophecy. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's definitely as deep, you know, taken into as we can. I still think, I mean, it's funny, as much as we dive into this and try to pick apart these things, it still comes back to me, for me at least, it comes back to what you think it is originally when the first time you read it, you know, the elder steps out of shadows. It's, 
exactly what it is that the Dark Elders cannot enter this world until the final summoning is has been done and opens the gates for them to be able to come in out of their shadow realms because that's where they're trapped. So. And also, if this narrows it down a little, because with the word and, and the elder will step out of the shadows, and then it's connected with and again, it's the immortal must train the mortal. So yeah. they have to happen around the same time, too. So that exactly. kind of narrows down what it could be. Yeah. Well, I mean, through the whole book series, we're going to have immortals training mortals. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing is the twins getting their powers and being trained. And in the background, you know, the the dark elders are working towards, you know, stepping out of the shadows. So... If we would take that line of the elder will step out of the shadows exactly as I just said, and it's you know the dark elder stepping out of the shadow realms, the, the final summoning will have have to have happened for that prophecy to come true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's as, if it's as, as as flat out as what we just said, they would have to as you just have said. the final. As, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> as I just said. <laughs> if it happens, as I just said, then yes, the final prophecy will have to occur, and the dark elders released onto uh, onto Earth. You know, I guess you could take it a couple different ways, and you know, and that right there could rule it out because we hope by the end of the book, you know, their ultimate goal goal is to prevent the final summoning from happening at the sol- at the summer solstice. So we kind of hope that they uh, they prevent that. So, you know, that may it's in itself eliminate the whole el- Dark Elders coming out of their Shadow Realms for that line. It could be an Elder, a mysterious Elder, that has been gone for quite a while or nobody knows of stepping out of the Shadows to uh, assist in some way. You know, I mean, like, let's just say that maybe, for instance, Abraham... Um, you know, we we don't know that he's dead. There's never he's never been spoke of in like past tense to say he was a great man or whatever. You know, we've never seen any kind of reference to him being dead. Let's say uh, Abraham is in a shadow realm somewhere, somewhere, and he literally you know comes out. And that could mean that, or it could be uh, Odin. We know Odin is uh, is awakened, and uh, wherever whatever distant shadow realm he's in, so could be him as well. And that's the other thing. I mean, a lot of these lines, no matter how you interpret it, doesn't really change the meaning of the prophecy. Well, it it does. Well, kind of. Depends on which side that the el- if it's a singular elder is com- is coming out to assist on. I would say. Although it does I mean, say elder and not dark elder. Coincidentally, no, no, there were no dark elders then. At the time, yeah, we yeah we were just saying at the time when this was was written or whatever, you know, the term dark elder really hadn't been established, so it, it encompasses. Well, well, I mean, we're talking about you know Abraham prophesizing in this book. You know, Daniel Tallis was still fully in its you know glory. Um, and I, so, I think there was always an argument over. There was Whether they should argument. support Humani or slaves. The thing is, no... we don't know. We don't know if they were like actually called dark elders back then. They maybe they were just still all classified as elders. Right, it, and it could be purposely left out. So, um, and same thing scary. with same thing with the shadows. I mean, you know, could be shadow realm. Could be like Sean said, just literally <laughs> stepping out of a cave. Could be, you know, anything like that. Because it is a prophecy, so it's sort of that whole open to interpretation, right? 
Exactly. And uh, next on, I mean, the next part of that, if we're going to go go on, um, you know, the way this kind of put together line is written with, you know, then the other step of that is happens after the first part, but you know, simultaneously or near and around the same time. Uh, that the elder is stepping out of the shadow, you know, it says, and the immortal must train the immortal. So there's a uh, qualifier there, you know, that, that, that kind of line together, you know, then this will happen and this will happen. So maybe the immortal hasn't trained the mortal yet no, because I, the elder hasn't stepped out of the shadows. Yeah, the well, elders, you know, the elders have a completely different time frame than we do. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's completely possible that it has everything has to happen in this in this kind of order. You know, we've seen the book was taken, and then you know, D met the Morgan afterwards with Parnell in the in the garage. Well, so, he met the Morgan back when he became immortal. Yes, right. But I'm saying book line wise, like series of events from the start of the book. You know, the book was taken, and then. Not like an hour later, you know, he's with the the crow goddess. There is an interesting qualifier in that sentence, though. The immortal must train the mortal. Right. But otherwise, they're not. I mean, how are they going to learn otherwise? But it, well, it's well, a it, sense of obligation. There. But it doesn't say will. Right. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't say the immortal will train the mortal. It says the immortal must train the mortal. Yeah, and, which and is rather interesting been... wording for a problem. It is. I mean, it doesn't give an option for that. I mean, it's it it has to be an immortal that's training the mortal, you know, which is kind of obvious. But we haven't seen any place where it's been an option. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you. If Flamel's always been like, you have to do this. You have to do this. You know, you have to train them. You have to train the twins in this. You have to train you know, even into the witch. You know, even though she gave in rather easily with Jermaine and and with Gilgamesh, I mean, he's like, you know, you have to do this. You, you know, he asks, but you know, he's saying basically you've got to do this. Mm-hmm. It's in. I mean, the word "must" is in the the last line of the prophecy as well. The two that are one must become the one that is all. Which is interesting because if we're talking about taking the uh, prophecy as you know, chronogra- chronographical order. Then the two that are one must become the one that is all. Could not be referring to the swords because that's happened before. Say, well, depends on what we take. The elder stepping out of the shadow is, but really, I think if the whole prophecy is played out by the end of the sorceress, you know, what's what's left after that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, for the, for the it's rest of the books. My my thing is the two that are one must become the one that is all. It's that it's that must phrasing. Must become the one that is all. Must train the mortal, or else what? Or yeah, something really bad. <laughs> How do we know? It goes. Well, I think it goes I, back I think, to all the confusion as to you know the the dual meaning of right. one to destroy, one to save. So like, we don't if even that know, doesn't happen, we don't even know if this prophecy is written in the hopes that the dark elders are going to win. I mean, we, we're we're assuming that this is all a prophecy of of the twins, so the twins can you know keep the dark elders from coming back. But maybe not. You know, maybe it's 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 the other way around. Maybe it's a prophecy for the dark elders to come back, and all this has to happen for them to come back. Because that's the other thing. It's 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 a prophecy. So why is it such a big? It's gonna. So if it's a prophecy. It's definitely going to happen. Why the musts? 
Why the why, well, why, no, why, think, why does Flamel try so hard? Why does he do so much to protect the twins? Because if it's going to happen, it's not going to matter what he does. It's going to happen. It was the hook-handed man, wasn't it? Well, the hook-handed man... Um, like, told Flamel that he was the one who was the mortal, yeah. or immortal that must train them. And why would the hook-handed man actually, like, purposely tell him if it's the prophecy that's going to play out anyway? Well, yeah, I mean... Just, like, going off of what you guys are saying. Yeah, yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly, self-fulfilling prophecy. Although I don't think this is about the Dark Elders, you know, winning, quote-unquote, because we know Abraham was a big supporter of the Humani. I mean, he married one of the first Humani, so I don't think he would have done that. And and Gilgamesh was his right-hand man. So I I agree with that. But what I'm saying is also... he's prophesizing. He's prophesizing. He's also prophesized that the Danatolis will rise again. So... If that's what the Dark Elders want, you know, let's say they win and come back, they're going to want to raise Danatalus. That's kind of their thing. That's what they want to do. So he's prophesied that that's, that's going to happen. So, you know, his kind of prophecies are on both sides of the fence. It doesn't really matter. You know, he may want the Humani to win, but that doesn't mean he's, it doesn't mean they're going to. It doesn't mean when he's prophesizing looking into the future, he's controlling what the future is and saying, no, I want the Humani to win. You know, he's just foretelling what he sees going to happen. So or maybe he's the, foretelling what has to happen to prevent this. No, I don't think if it, the first don't three lines if the first three lines of the prophecy and the last two lines are you have to do this to prevent it from happening. Yeah, I don't I don't know that we can I don't know I, I don't know. That's possible. It's those I, words I must the saying. ones are I mean look at the way it is. It's, there will come a time the Queensman is allied. The elder will step out of the shadows, and then all of a sudden, it's immortal must train. The two that are one must become. Right, in a preventative it's, it's fashion. It's odd shift phrasing. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I'll, I'll go with that. I agree. Because it could easily it could easily be written: the immortal will train the mortal. The two that are one will become the one that is all. Right. That's a prophecy. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's the last two the last two lines there that that you're right with the momentum shift. Because the the will and must absolutely is is, is switched up there. It's completely different inflection. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even really see that before. So I mean, like I said, maybe it's okay. There will come a time when the book is taken and the Queen's man is allied with the crow, and the elder will step out of the shadows. I now, prophecy. <laughs> to prevent this from happening, the immortal right. must train the mortal, and the two that are one must become the one that is all. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. Either that or to prevent the effects that yeah. occur from those first three things happening. Exactly. Yeah, because it doesn't like directly sure. make the first three things not happen. No, no, no. The first three things are happening regardless. Yeah, yeah when mm-hmm. he says this will will step out of the shadows, you know, will will be allied, you know, will come a time. That's going to happen regardless. There's nothing that can fix that. But, you know, when he's saying, you know, mortal must train the immortal and, and one to one must become the one is all – but it doesn't specifically. If we got, if we had another line to the prophecy that said, you know, to save humanity, kind or whatever, you know, it it would make it would make it completely clear that yeah. um, that that's what it is. And I think I, I think you're 100 percent right, Sean. It, that's part of the reason why I don't believe it's about the swords, because the two that are one must become the one that is all is something that must be done. It it right. has to be done. The swords coming together, it would have said will because that happened by fate. Already. 
you know, like it's kind of like fate brought them together, and 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 it's happened before. And D didn't even yeah. know that he was doing it when that happened. Yeah, exactly. he didn't do it on purpose. It just kind of happened. So, and the word the word must certainly makes it sound like it's a a choice. It's a. And if you're talking about the prophecy occurring in chronological order, then that would be out of order if it was the source. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I think it's too soon to say, yes, it is definitely the swords after what happened in book three when there's three more books coming. Yeah. And, I mean, and that's also, I mean, if, if you do want to take it completely literally, okay, there will come a time when the book is taken, the Codex was stolen, the Alchemist. The Queensman is allied with the Crow. Okay, we've got D and the Morrigan. The Elder will step out of the shadows. Okay, Bastet was in a shadowy room and she stepped into the light. An immortal must train the mortal. Okay, that's happened three times. The two that are one must become the one that is all. The swords merged. Hey, look at that. Prophecy's done. Exactly. Well, yeah. and you also had Joss and Sophie coming together when they were fighting with Joan and yeah. Jermaine. That's right. And Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So, that, I mean, it, they kind of became one there, too. So, again, you're back to the twins, maybe. So. And, and you're, back to, it's just, you're back to the prophecy being fulfilled already in the first three books. And then, and you know, what else, what else do we have to go on after that, if that's it? You know what I mean? And you can't take one line literally and another line figuratively. Exactly. Yeah, it's got to it, be all or nothing. In my, so yeah, I, in it, my opinion. I think the ramblings of Gilgamesh at the end of The Sorceress, of him kind of muttering, the two that are one must become the one that is all, okay, he's, he's he knows the prophecy. And yeah. I think he was just speaking metaphorically. Metaphorically. I agree. I agree. I don't think I don't think the last line is pertaining to the swords. I I, I agree with that statement. Well, I'm wondering if him seeing the swords merge sparked something that made him think of that line because maybe the twins used the swords in some way afterwards. That I'm thinking that that action sparked some other thought in his head that made him think well, of that line, not necessarily the action of the two swords coming together making him think of that line. Well, the thing that gets me about it is this is not the first time these two swords have been together since this prophecy was written. So, you know what I mean? If it was that, if it was that the prophecy, it, you know, I, I can't see that it, being it. It only makes logical sense that they've been together before because the Archons made them. They're Archon technology. The Archons knew they could merge together. It wouldn't have just been something random. Right, but like, would, would the elders have known? But would any of the elders had known that they could merge together? The elders might not have, but certainly, right. I would say certainly, Kanunos would know. Yes, that's 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 hundred percent true. And I mean, I know it's we've kind of I don't know if it's been on the the forums or if we just kind of talked about it on the side or whatnot. But if it was something, it could have been on the podcast. I don't remember anymore. But something about the swords coming together and to help. Raised Donatalus, and then when they were yeah. broken apart, when Donatalus was sunk, the swords were broken. Right. That I think that was the very last episode we did. We talked about that because I said uh, the swords are elemental swords of the the, the elements, and you know, if all four elemental swords are together, they use that sword to raise the the land. You know, the earth, you know to make the land. I, I was just completely talking out of my butt. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, you know, I think we're we've actually we're off the prophecy. Is I, I don't know what more else we can talk about it. You know, right now, I mean, obviously with Macrometry getting coming out, coming out, hopefully we'll have some more light into uh, into the prophecy. But I've got a kind of feeling that 
we won't necessarily it's, I think it's going to be one of those like Nostradamus type predictions where once the series is over then we'll be able to discuss what do we think this line meant from the prophecy what do we think this line meant what do we think this line meant right you know what did what did the shadows refer to yeah I think that's the only reason why the first line seems to make so much sense right now is mm-hmm. because we've clearly seen that happen right so yeah I think we've uh delve into that as, as much as we can, you know, with, with the material that we've we've got so far. Good conversation about it. I mean, you know, I, I think there's been some pretty good uh, talk on the forums about it as well. But um, moving on, speaking of prophecies and predictions, <laughs> and we are certainly not the be-all, end-all of this. Yeah, discussion. we're going to write our, we're going to write ourselves uh, some prophecies uh, next episode, aren't we? Yeah. The next episode is the predict our portalcaster predictions for the necromancer. So that will be interesting. <laughs> to say so as, as part of that, uh, maybe, maybe as part of that episode, I'm going to put out a request for um, emails about what you guys think of the prophecy. More so than I know our QOM was kind of generic. Is you know, do you think the prophecy will come true? But more, you know, so we talked about the lines. Maybe maybe we can get some listener emails. Anyway, next time is predictions. You know, get your uh, get your brackets <laughs> out. <laughs> and you can listen and you can listen to how wrong Jeff will be. Yeah, how wrong I, you know, last last time, you know, when we uh had the post sorceress release was the one episode I missed and of course you guys had to pick on all the things I had wrong, so... <laughs> yep. You're going to have to defend yourself this time. Yeah, hopefully you won't get a chance to do that again a second time, so... But, you know, that's going to happen next month. Be sure to jump over on the podcast page and check out our new poll and QOM for uh, for this month. Uh, and, you know, send us in some emails. Uh, you can send us emails at uh, awakenings at flamels-immortal-portal.com. You can connect with any one of the portal casters individually by sending an email to their first name at flamels-immortal-portal.com. That includes Brittany. She has her own email now. So uh, be sure to jump over to Podcast Alley and vote for us. Guys, we really appreciate that. And um, you know, every, every month that voting is, uh, is reopened for you to jump in and vote. It only takes a second. So uh, we hope that you would jump over and do that for us. So maybe if we get twenty-five again, I'll. Uh, yeah, you know what? This would be here. a perfect opportunity to do that. Let's say, let's say if we get twenty-five, Sean will do uh, a real quick reading from. I think what what did you just get cast in Romeo and Juliet? That is true. Sean just got cast. Which you know what? Congratulations. Uh, like yes, the I was that. playing Juliet. Uh, Sean, <laughs> Sean got cast as Romeo, and uh, ironically, his wife was cast as Juliet. So uh, yeah. there'll be some uh, some real steamy scenes going on there. <laughs> anyway, can't fake that, that chemistry. Anyway, that's all for this episode. Until the next lay gate opens, this is Jamie, Jeff, Sean, and Brittany signing off.
Warning, this podcast may induce uncontrollable laughter, resulting in stares, glares, and strange looks from members of the general public. Please take the appropriate steps to protect yourself from these embarrassing moments. Yeah, talk, 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 talk the whole time. Matter of fact, the first time someone's on the show, they have to um, <laughs> sing a line from uh, from yeah. from Dr. Horrible. <laughs> All right, I could actually probably do that. So go right ahead. Let's go with uh, – let's go with um, – why don't you two do the duet, and you both can sing on the rise. <laughs> <laughs> that one I don't know as well. Ah, I can't Brittany, get it. you're amazing. <laughs> I know. We had 60 degree, so almost 70 degree weather last weekend, and it was snowing today. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that is that is spectacular. <laughs> I hope you're recording, Jamie. I am. <laughs> so and everything Brittany says has to end up in the outtakes. Yes. I I, everything outtakes. I say will be a blooper. Yep. That's right. Blooper. Blooper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it was it was it was it was Brittany actually. It sounded like That's me, right. but it wasn't. Right. <laughs> Brittany does a great Jeff impression. <laughs> Any adult with half a brain can see the human kind has gone insane. <laughs> That's only gonna make him more angry. I don't know if, uh, I'll upset the status quo if I throw poison in the water, man. <laughs> Now that That's not a baby. You see, usually on most people that gets like nails on the chalkboard feeling, but I'm I'm used to it. <laughs> That's every five minutes here. I had a younger sister. Well, I still have one. <laughs> I was gonna say, really? what happened? <laughs> I left my brain <laughs> somewhere <laughs> last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. At one point I had a younger sister and then she grew up. <laughs> She's still younger. <laughs> Tomorrow would have been spent just hanging out with people I know. Instead of trying to stab them. And That's not as fun. <laughs> I would rather stab people I know than hang out with them. It's true. There's not a person I don't know that I wouldn't be willing to stab. Thanks. <laughs> Remind me not come near you again. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. I miss nice you. Nice of you to join us. Yeah, sorry. We're already done. <laughs> awesome. That was a fast. Just recorded everything. Brittany was on top of it. <laughs> I think we're just going to have her permanently replace you, Jeff. <laughs> what? We okay. voted. You're off you voted me off. It was, it was a majority vote. <laughs> oh, so basically I didn't get a vote. You it doesn't matter. You need to. It would have been three to one anyway. How's that? How's that work? <laughs> Here's my disclaimer. Yes. I might totally screw up everything, and I apologize. That's my disclaimer. If you screw oh, up, we you fully can... expect you to. If so. you screw up, you're not allowed back ever. <laughs> yeah, Shut ever. up. <laughs> Especially you since are... you didn't sing. 
Because we never we never screw up. Never once. Jamie hardly has to has to edit anything. Especially especially if you don't listen past the end credits. <laughs> I don't listen past the end credits. That's the best part. <laughs> oh my god. What epic Wait, fail. What are you it's reading? Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Brain malfunction. Oh, I didn't even see it there. I see it there now. Sorry. <laughs> and I have short. issues reading. Ha. Huh. Uh, you have issues reading out loud. <laughs> I have issues reading to myself. <laughs> see, last time I could read. This time, not so much. Maybe if we just put, like, typos throughout whatever you have to say, then maybe you'll read it correctly. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> Don't do that. Nice. Um, thanks for taking the time to do... Ah, Jamie, you... Who can't gave... read now? <laughs> you, gave it, you gave it to me. Thanks. Appreciate it. It's All right, let me go back to the first part of that last paragraph. <laughs> nice. Uh... <laughs> Did you just hang up? <laughs> it just dropped. Nice. <laughs> awesome. I told them we voted him off. Can you hear me now? Bam. And then call drop. <laughs> okay, good. Gone. <laughs> Fail. You can send your emails to us at awakenings at flamels dash immortal dash immortal portal. Uh, immortal, immortal, immortal. Wow. What? <laughs> the immortal immortals. <laughs> you must email flamels. <laughs> you will email. 